0: Um, hey dude. What's up dude? Fucking ready to do this. You ready for it? Fucking hey. Who do we got? FM Rodeo, not radio. Radio? What the, what? FM Rodeo. You yeah. guys already told me your names. I'm fucking horrible at it. Please, reintroduce yourself and say what you do.
1: I am Troy. I play guitar and I hit the vocals. My name's nice.
2: Johnny. I play the drums.
1: Alright, alright. I'm a drummer myself.
2: Hey, y'all can relate. Awesome, yeah. We're the dumb ones in the band, I guess. Beat the shit out of things and uh, beat yeah. shit. Uh. <laughs> so uh, Troy is, um, if, if those who don't know FM Rodeo, let me just introduce us a little bit. Uh, Troy writes a lot of these songs. Uh, he's been writing them for quite a while since uh, we we're young younger. And um, I do um, the drums, and then. We do uh, – we're, we're doing a push, a market push. You know, everybody who's in a band that uh, publishes original music has to, you know, market their shit. And so uh, I've been pushing real, real hard and, and learning how to do different types of skills in order to get our names out there.
0: What kind of skills do you bring to the band?
2: Well – Funny you should ask, Wade. uh,
1: (laughs) Sit down for a second. It really started off
2: with, okay, back when we first started, it was before uh, smartphones and a lot of this other shit. Let's just say MySpace was kind of around uh, and big. Um, Fuck, we didn't even barely have digital cameras. Uh, But then we enter the digital age, and then we're back at it. And so not only have I learned how to... Uh, operate a smartphone, which is a very much elementary thing, but we really started cutting demos at the house, and so I got uh, a better computer. I got an interface. I started doing audio. What year was this? um when did we we got back to, we got the band back together in twenty fifteen so I would say that's about the time that we really kind of I started achieving achieving new skills cool skill sets and so audio engineering is um a really glorified term for um i multi track and i try to eh, 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 you know what's this knob do exactly yeah, exactly exactly yeah, but I always we always fucked with recording and stuff, but like the kick drum was never loud enough, right? Or the bass guitar was too flat, you know, in the mix or something. And um now that you multi track you can mix it and make it sound like good. Yeah. And stereo guitar uh, pan guitars, uh, stereo and all this shit. Dubbing
3: and your kicks. Exactly. Like that.
2: And so it just kinda got more and more and so uh started um uh, investing in equipment and everything else. And then it was like, Okay, now uh, we got to compete with everybody that's doing the TikTok, everybody who's doing all this fucking other shit, a, and this, t- this content just comes out with you. It comes out so fast, hits you in the face, yep. and it's fucking phenomenal content. These sixteen-year-old kids and their mumble rap—it's like not good music.
3: Sets my ADHD off, bro. I know, yeah.
2: dude. It's like insane. Like the shit that they like uh, girls dancing, and all of a sudden it's like fucking screen filters and all this other shit. Yep. And it's like, okay, well, I have to. We have to compete with that, and our style is kind of like uh, inspired by the. 90s rock alternative, which uh, right now we're kind of finding our demographic is a lot of um, males in their 30s and 40s and then a lot of kids that are... um I guess of the rebellious, um, not popular crowd type uh, punk. Sounds right about on par. Exactly. Like the punk kids in the 90s are are the punk kids now that are like, hey. Back
3: then, there was just the the kids full of angst. There (laughs) was no 40-year-olds with bald spots and 20-year-old t-shirts showing (laughs) up at the shows. But there are now.
2: But there are now.
3: We're right here. Right, exactly. You didn't see a
2: lot of Hendrix fans showing up to their Nirvana and Pearl Jam shows. true. I mean, they would now, of course, but... What we're trying to do is bridge the gap between them. But in order to do that, we have to market ourselves. And that's – I've learned videography. I'm learning photography. I'm learning uh, video editing. I'm learning all kinds of shit. And I'm also looking to possibly perhaps start a podcast with a good friend of mine in the future in order to help um, uh, share – uh conversation pieces with the community as well and it's going to be similar to this but it's going to be a little bit more community focused community focused but also production and uh skills that you know we here's what i here's what i found on my journey that will help you if you want to you know try to grow your brand or image right and so and it will probably bring on uh actors and video producers and um you know such like that and of course musicians but um Either way, that's sort of um, you know, to answer your question. Wait. Well, Johnny,
0: it sounds like you're a lot more than just the drummer off the bat. What the fuck? <laughs>
1: well, it's a it's a changing world, man. It's like it used to be just write your songs, go out and play, you know, record your demos, but it's like social media, man. It's like TikTok changed the fucking yeah, it game, changed dude. Changed everything. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: so I had I had one of my homies in here. That's uh,
2: you, I don't know if y'all heard of Donella Drive. Donella Drive I've I've seen them on the thing but I have not So we we we're,
0: were talking to them and they had some um if I'm not mistaken I think he had said some like they're they're they had a meeting with some sort of like upper management of somebody and they they were you know had some opportunities and the guy was like oh well you know you got to get that 15 seconds for TikTok like that's mm-hmm. what it's about and it's like what the fuck dude we're a band we write songs and like we right. our music is more than 15 seconds like
2: if, oh, of course,
0: it it takes longer than that to to absorb it and digest it. So mm-hmm. like, um, I don't. It's either. really hard. To, I, I, I mean, they they probably didn't say all that. That's probably more or less me speaking for them. But it was th- the point of it was the guy was like, you need your fifteen seconds for the TikTok,
2: and that's exactly uh. the, the thing. Is like well, like you just said, it, the the times are changing. The whole industry has been. Ev- uh, evolving for a long time and so like what troy was saying it used to be we would just write our songs and perform them and get good at writing them and and, and get good at performing them and get good at uh, rehearsing the fuck out of them so then when you do your production you go in the studio with a plan well now everything's different because now we could write a song and then and then re-record it over and over because i have a ha- recording studio in my house and then also not not only to mention that Whenever back in the day you would have uh, some leverage or you start getting some pool in the community, usually an investor or a record label, even if it's an independent label, would throw some money at you. All right, we need to hire a video production manager and a crew and all this stuff. Now we could do it ourselves if somebody learns it or so. You know what I mean? Because yeah, they're out there. You could hire them, but for our budget and, and this thing we love, we're uh, we're already spending a lot of money on guitars, and so you know. That's true, <laughs> and not only that, but in order, okay. If I spend two thousand dollars on a video to get somebody to record it, fuck that guy. I could buy myself a badass camera and some lenses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but that's also my fri- frame of mind. You know, that's my mindset. And so, going back to it, that's where we try to bridge the gap between the older cats who were like fuck that. I hate TikTok. Blah blah. Sure. But if you just kind of get somebody help uh, involved and kind of go into it a little bit, um, you dive into it, it could be very helpful and advantageous. Okay. I'm not saying sell out. I'm but one I'm... of
3: the guys that says, fuck TikTok. <laughs> yeah, well, all But right. I also don't have a current band going on or nothing to really promote for myself. Sure. So honestly, but I do understand how TikTok is these days. It's yeah, just right. like it was in my space and all that. Any avenue that you have, a chance that you can promote your band for free, absolutely, fucking do it. Yeah, the most, for sure. The, I mean, cuz that's the value right there. Well, it's and good.
2: I hate to say but it's a very competitive thing, especially with the music itself, because mm-hmm. used to before, uh, you know, you're lucky if you could get an album out, but now it's like, okay, well we got the streaming platforms. I we could write a song right now, go home, record it, have it released and published tonight. But there's 10,000 songs coming out a day. If yep. your shit ain't fire,
3: how are you going to get the ears on your track? Exactly.
2: How are you going to get the ears on your track? So then and it kind of goes along with the whole like Branch out to other platforms and spread out and stuff. And also, just, just so you guys know at home, I'm, I'm not a preacher or anything like that. It's to each their own is my uh, favorite saying. But it's just, it's just helpful, you know?
3: Yep. And, I mean, with all those skills that you've picked up like that, you can pick that up on YouTube revenue, too. So.
2: Absolutely.
3: And not only that, live streaming being a big deal these days. If you mm-hmm. guys figure out a way that you can live stream your shows, you can even have people pay two bucks we have. to watch the live stream.
1: Yeah, we and have I've pretty done much this uh, many
3: times already. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, we
1: have pretty much every show so far that we've played, mm-hmm. recorded. He sets cameras up all over the stages, and then we're perfect we, to do. You so you know uh, critique our performances,
2: right? Yeah. Exactly. And so uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because part of also what we're we're a part of FM Rodeo. Um, our number one goal is to put our music in a lot of people's ears, and the ironic thing about learning all these skill sets is, man, it started off, I wanted to beat the fuck out of the drums, man, just beat it, because I mean, yeah. I'm an aggressive player, our music yeah. is very uh, aggressive, not like, you know, heavy, heavy metal and very shit, up but, tempo. but you come and watch us play, it's it's loud, it's, you know, like Nirvana, Foo Fighters, Led Zeppelin, it's like, this this is this is loud and in your face, it's high energy. And But the the thing is, okay, well, people are starting to fuck with their phones more and their 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 uh, interest change and everything else. And so how can I increase the number of people, faces, and ears to uh, beat the shit out in front of drums? And that's sort of why I learned how to direct videos and stupid shit like that. <laughs> Trust me, it's not my favorite. My favorite is to beat the shit out of the drums. And I still got to make myself find, rehearse and find the time to, to keep the uh, wheels greased, so to speak. But, um, yeah, so we uh, have multi-angles at every show. We uh, set up GoPros, and I also, for every band that we book with, and it's subject to change, but most of the bands that we book with, I shoot content for them as well, because without them, we wouldn't have a bill. Without these venues, we wouldn't have a place to play. Uh, None of the shit would matter if you didn't help each other out and be supportive of each other.
0: Well, that goes back to what you're saying about being all about the community. Exactly. And that's... that's That's how it starts. That's how it ends. That's all of it right there is doing what you just said.
2: Well, uh, entertainers, you know, you hear them say, the most humble ones, you hear them say, um, I do this for the fans, and it's very gratifying because if it wasn't for you guys, you know, you go to a show, and they're like, and the fucking best performers, in my opinion, are like, take a minute to thank the fans, and thank you all so much for, uh, you know, coming out here. And now, more than ever, is it so fucking important to get people... A, get out of the fucking house, B, come check out your show, C, listen to the music, and D, throw your fucking phone down. Fucking A. And if you do have your phone up and you're recording it, tag the fucking artist. I'm
3: curious to see, like, uh, you, you said earlier that you're a fan of comedy, so I'm curious, uh, have you been to a comedy show at all recently? I have.
0: Well, we... Both y'all are fans of comedy, because we oh, were talking absolutely. about that with Troy, too. So.
3: so, have you been to a show that's used a yonder bag? Have you seen these yet?
2: Yes. Okay. So uh, tighten up your uh, phone. Yes. I a door. did. You can't access your door. It puts yeah. it in
3: another locked wallet. So I'm curious to see when uh, music shows are going to start doing this. Although I think they do. I can see clubs that is doing it, but not large venues, possibly like stadiums. That would be pretty fucking amazing. Right. No. 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 But I'm pretty
0: sure that like can, there is bigger shows where you have to put your shit in like a. It's like a clear locked yes. bag to where you can't. You touch can't access it. Like for music? it. You have to go. Yes.
3: You have to go to the door, huh. the front door, the like real it for big ass. And you can go outside to use your phone if they let you in and out. They'll have like an area.
2: Very interesting, uh, very interesting topic because I know in comedy, typically what they do is uh, with their routines, they come up with an act and they uh, they go and they uh, riff it and they work on their act over and over and over. And then they go on a bigger tour and then you know they basically do their act. And then typically, if they're very lucky, they'll do a filming or a taping. And it releases shit on Comedy Central, HBO, or Netflix, or whatever, and that's why they don't want people um, recording their shit because they don't want that material getting leaked. Exactly.
3: While they're doing, when they're doing the road, they they're working on their material still. That's right, the thing exactly. about when you're a comedian. You like like is known a lot is you can't. You have to work. It's one craft and art that you can't do in public, in private. You you right. need yeah. an audience to create You're your comedy. You're shaping your
0: routine out there. Exactly. Getting, so doing it then the there. more
3: videos that hit the fucking hit YouTube, like what happened to Louis CK ruined his whole act. And, right. But like it's it's something that it's a craft that they have to craft in the public. So it's Absolutely. like it's an interesting concept though to see if like because if if like in music, like if you can have an audience, like there's certain audiences in certain genres I've seen where you know they're not really dicking around with their phone. And um, you'll have a few people here and there, but um, the big concerts—it is kind of disruptive. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. if you're you're in floor, you're kind of in the back, and you've got thirty people in front of you holding your phones up. It's uh, it's a lot more disruptive than it used to be with lighters. Yeah. Lighters, <laughs> you can still fucking see, right? right. It, lit, it lit it up for you, but now you've got a hand and a, and a brick. Right. And and they're holding bricks up in front of your face. And, you know, when you got 20 people, it's a wall. Yeah. So you can't see shit. It
2: makes it a lot less personable.
1: You know who really gets upset about it is uh, Jack Wyatt. Really? Yeah. He is super anti technology out of shit. Nice. I, I
3: wouldn't fucking surprise me if he's using those bags because he plays yeah. a lot of small theaters and mm. those theaters they have the capacity of only maybe a couple thousand it's actually seems like they could probably pull that off not so. to
2: mention he could do whatever the fuck he wants to he's iconic and he's made <laughs> yeah. it and he's got enough well, that, money
0: that's what i mean like yeah. like the, the people that i were talking about that do that uh, like i don't know i didn't go but i'm pretty sure it's like the elton johns and the. sure you know i, I did see roger waters and there was not no phone Policy. Ooh, nice. There was
3: a mask policy. There
0: wasn't no phone. Po- oh no, there wasn't a mask policy. No one. Well, was in. just
3: for backstage. Then.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not Joe Rogan, That's so.
3: True.
0: <laughs> I mean, up there in the nosebleeds, they didn't care. I didn't. I didn't wear a fucking mask. I mean, not that I like. I'm against it or anything, but I didn't wear one. Yeah. Right. But there was a no phone policy. Um. Now they didn't make us put it in like a, a thing. Um, right.
3: They did that at Tool too, and I filmed it. I was so I had binoculars, and I snuck up to a good seat. And uh, I figured out a way to use the binoculars on my phone and get a decent picture. Ah, And I started recording. And I'm recording, holding this fucking thing in shot. And the lady over here, I'm already in seats that aren't mine. She goes, hey, you can't do that. I go, I'm sorry. And I put it down, and I'm like, fuck, if she would asked for my <laughs> ticket, I'd have been fucked. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 I buddy. was in Nosebleed, but I did the, th- I did the thing, you know, right. like where you, you you look like you belong. You, you walk re- right, you look them in the face, right. you walk up to him and oh, say, just, hey, just, how's, just, how's it going? Yeah. I'm going this way. You just and walk And then the you walk right past with do about, purpose, exactly right. Do you
2: hear about that guy who snuck in at the Super Bowl, he just carried a ladder and a hard hat, and he fucking waltzed right on in? He got
3: in where? The Super Bowl. No shit? A years ago, yeah. Oh, That's fucking gnarly, dude. Yeah, it is gnarly. Just walk with purpose. Look like you belong. You'd be surprised where it gets you. A reflective
2: vest, a hard hat, and a fucking uh, ladder, or our cameras. Like me and my buddy are doing a videography stuff. Yep, it's like you get a camera on, you just fucking go right back. Oh, for sure. So you get an old press yeah. pass from something, an uh-huh. old festival. So yeah. I mean,
0: it wasn't Super Bowl, but I got from nosebleed to front row for John Mayer, and then after the show, <laughs> nice. like I was like fucking maybe 20 feet from like the band like John Mayer and his band and I'm like and I'm just walking like I know what I'm doing and I'm walking (laughs) like through this little gated area and the guy's like hey what are you doing and I just keep walking and finally they stop me and I'm like oh I'm just following everybody to get out yeah yeah oh oh, yeah sure and I'm like well tell me how the fuck to get out if this isn't the way (laughs) come
2: on man come (laughs) with me I'm like fuck I Uh... almost got there so, so they're like
0: didn't work, huh? We have, uh, a couple it worked
2: part of the way. A couple weeks ago we played at this place called Come and Take It Live um, in, Austin, in, yeah. in Austin. Yeah, on East yeah. Six. Or no, East um, East Riverside. Uh, Riverside. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And next door is uh the new Emos. Oh, and, okay. Uh man, funny fun it's really funny that and ironic that <coughs> we have this like all these strange ties to this band, the Toadies, who's uh, had a really big rock and roll song in the 90s. are still fucking going at it. And we've made friends with uh, this band Soul Shifter. I don't know when this is going to air, but tonight in January we're going to play a show with them in, here in San Antonio. Anyway, uh, we made friends with them in Dallas. The, a couple of the original members of Soul Shifter are, uh, were ri- original band members in in the Toadies. The guitar player uh, Charles Mooney the third, and uh, bass player Lisa Umbarger. Anyway, um, I, I, we uh, happened to get on a bill with them in Dallas. I brought one of my old CDs that I got when I was in high school. Yeah. Got them to sign it. I was really nervous. Badass. They're super... Like, they're friends of ours now. They're so fucking humble and real nice. Oh, that's yes. cool. So we played a show a couple weeks ago, uh, fast forward, uh, in Austin. And then uh, Tony's were playing next door. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. So they're been, at the,
3: old, they're the new emo
2: spot? Yeah, they're at the emo's and we're at can take ass. it. And so I went out to my... I brought my CD just in case. And, uh, because I need to get Todd to sign it and Mark, uh, the dr- drummer to sign it. Okay. At some point. And I was like, maybe I could sneak in there after we are set and see if they're signing autographs or something. Yeah. Well, uh, when I was outside, somebody's trying to park and they're like, can we park here? And I was like, wait, who are you here to see? If you're here at CFM Rodeo, then yeah, you can park there because there's sure that coming. Thing. Like it, yeah, right. Like, if you're here at CFM Rodeo, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did. I said, like, if you're here to see them, like, Toadies. I was like, oh, no, you can't park there. And I was like, for real, I know that was a joke, but the people that come and take it will get your shit towed. Yeah. And um, uh, they're like, uh, something like, I was like, so um, that's Toadies is exciting. She's like, yeah, I'm Mark's cousin, the drummer. We just flew in from San Francisco. Oh, shit. I was like, damn. And I showed her the CD. It was in my truck. And I was this close to asking her, hey, will you go uh, have your cousin sign this? And maybe see if the singer will sign it. And Be like, how about this? You can park here. Right. There you go. You go get the guy. I'll mm-hmm. go get my CD.
0: Dude, I should
3: deal? have thought about it. <laughs> yeah. But
2: it's like I had to set up the cameras and then like, yeah, go yeah. the drums and all this shit. And I like, mean, you're quick <laughs> on the tongue, apparently. You couldn't uh, think of that shit right now. You know, right now it's in a podcast. I'm in focus mode. Well, that's like, how it comes up. When I'm setting up the merch and somebody comes and asks me questions, it's, I'm not going to be as smooth as like, you know, having this conversation. Plus, you guys are exactly, you know, cool. Yeah. Most, you're in like a whole different mindset when you're right.
3: there. Like, you're at work. You right, know what I mean, in that mindset, like, right? Exactly. You're not trying to fuck around with some fucking dude asking you questions well, when you got your shit. going. And the other
2: thing too is, I mean, that would have been a great fucking idea. She's like, "I'm from San Francisco, like, welcome to question, uh, welcome to Texas. Can you do me a favor? You know what I mean? I don't, Howdy! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to ask people for favors. But anyway, yeah. uh, why did I mention? That? Oh. uh...
3: So they were playing a show next door. Yeah, they and were playing they were a gonna park, door. Yeah. So you
2: were trying to get away inside. And so, oh, that's right, because we're talking about sneaking into places if you uh, just, just feel like you belong or act like you belong. Yeah. So after our set, I took a bunch of stickers and I went over to, and this is good advice for all you folks out there in rock and roll bands who want to try to uh, you know, uh, branch out a little bit. Uh, I've done this twice and it's fucking great. Because most of the time you talk to somebody, and you're like, "Hi, I'm in a band." And they're like, "Fuck you!" You know what I mean. But if you go to somebody who's going to go check out a rock band, and then you hand them a sticker and you tell them a relevant story, then um, it's it, then they get intrigued and then they engage with you, and then the next thing you know, they're Following you on Spotify, they're following you on Instagram, all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was I took a bunch of merch. I went over next door. Uh, I walked in. There's security everywhere, but they just maybe assume that you know because you I look
3: just, like you're in a band and you have merch in your hand,
2: right? Exactly. And I, I kind of did that like Dick Hengler. Even swing, if you had swagger, your keys like, in your hand,
3: it would have been even better. Just like you, you have the van keys, right? Exactly. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I walked in there. The to- I got to check out the new emos. I haven't even been in there yet. Mm-hmm. There's a merch line. Uh, nobody signing autographs, but they had like, you know, merch, uh, pr- uh, rep. And, um, I was like, God damn. So I started walking towards the stage to take some, fo- some photos and video to just throw it on our, on our content and be like, Hey, Toadies are next door. Yo, what's up? Uh, cause it's interesting. And a lot of people who like the Toadies will vibe with us. Yeah. And, um, then the fucking finally got so close to the stage. I mean, they're all gone, but all their shit was up there. I mean, the stage was decked out. Nice. Big flags, big, all the shit, props and shit. And um, they're like, finally, like, hey, get away from the stage. But I was like the only one walking, wandering towards the stage. I was like, all right, cool. So I went over to the merch line, and I started handing out stickers. And like, hi, my name is Johnny. I'm with this band called FM Rodeo. We just got done playing next door. Um, we are bringing the uh, original Toadies to San Antonio next month. And blah, blah, blah. And they're just intrigued. And it was good, good fucking vibes all the way through and through until I ran out of merch to give. Yeah. And it's great because a lot of people who are behind the next person in line, they'd already start checking out the story because they're like, oh, what's this guy all about? Because these people aren't like, fuck off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like a bum trying to borrow a dollar in uh, downtown Austin. This is like I'm engaging with something interesting that you obviously are here to buy merchandise of a band that sounds similar to us and you're, you know, you guys are obviously engaged and and, and enthralled with what's going on, let me tell you about our shit and why it matters and why the Toadies matter. And just real quick, I know that was just sort of like a segue from wandering in with a camera or ladder, but also we did this, uh, three of our songs we got recorded at the Orb Studio, and uh, Matt Noveski, the bass player of Blue October, owns that studio, and he cut the bass tracks for us. Nice. And when we had uh, brought Soul Shifter, our friends of the Toadies, to Austin back in October... Uh, fucking uh, Blue October launched off their show in, in October, their, their whole tour, across the street at Stubbs. When we are playing at Valhalla. Nice. There's a line wrapped around a fucking neighborhood. So I took a bunch of flyers and stickers and went out there and did the same thing. All just fucking great interactions. I even like ran into people who knew us. That's cool. It was really cool. Was- so, I mean, it's sort of like, to me, the old school guerrilla... Fucking, you how know. to promote your band. Yeah,
3: I mean, I don't right. know how many times I got handed flyers and shit, but a lot of times that was just someone just fucking droning right. them out. It's
2: impersonable.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, like, you have a good aspect on how right. you're doing it because not only that, if you come up like that, you know how people are when they're standing in line, they got shit to do. Well, now mm-hmm. people have phones in their fucking hand, but still, they're going to listen to somebody that's sure. talking three, four people ahead to what they're saying and shit sometimes you know you jump in and everyone starts talking in the line and bullshitting but like you you could give that spiel like you're saying where you're talking to people and and there's already people that are waiting and like hey let me hit up that flyer like what was the Instagram again you know what I mean I'll check you out like Exactly. When you make it more personable like that, it, it's people are gonna like want to actually engage with you.
2: Well, it helps that I'm able to make a presentation really quick, and yeah. to, to the and point.
3: Especially if you're in Austin, not mm-hmm. trying to bum a dollar off somebody exactly. right there. <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
3: <laughs> fucking A! Do we all know how bad it is in Austin right now? comes It's
1: bad and getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. no, is. How is it in San Antonio with that? Do y'all have? Um,
0: well, you know, it's it, where I live. It's pretty, pretty saturated. Yeah. Um, to put it nicely But um, As far as eh. the strip
3: I all I hear on the street recently not as bad as Austin. Awesome. Like it's not really good news.
0: Well, like the touristy but, spot of like San Antonio. When you're talking about like shows and venues and like we don't have a Sixth Street, but yeah, like our we have like small a small scale yeah, version that,
3: North St. Mary's, right? St. Mary's. It's yeah. not. It's yeah, not such an awesome area. Six venues. Well, I mean, Paper Tigers yeah. right in the fucking heart the of mix, it. So yeah. the mix they is just, all right there. It's
0: not um, like Sixth Street to where like no, it's our downtown Austin, obvious, yeah. or downtown Austin thirty six or whatever spread out. No, but it's not like to where like you're going to get Hounded and like I last time I went to Austin on Sixth Street and this I could be wrong it may have changed this has been a few years I was with you Kevin we went to that fucking comedy show but like we went through a tent city just to get to the venue mm-hmm. like no bullshit I'm not even talking shit I but don't like, even remember le- which show it is I'm like no. what
3: fucking television?
0: we went to some comedy show and it was like under Sixth oh. Street where we used to park was like fucking straight up yeah it was city. a tent city this and was before
3: was... Austin cracked mm-hmm. down on the on the homeless camping and shit. okay so it's Finally. not like that though. no they cracked um, he cleaned it up and, like, put a bunch of people in hotels and shit like that. They okay. had a bunch of these vacant okay. hotels, I didn't know and that. they cleaned it up kind of pretty okay. good. But there's still kind of a lot of people. There. And well, that yes, just well. left, like, the more gnarlier, crazier dudes on the fucking street rolling around on bicycles just talking shit to whoever walked by. But regardless of that... <laughs>
0: yes, look, I, I definitely want to change the directions on the conversation yes. for a second. Because I well, feel you want to like...
2: Talk about bums? No,
0: I don't. <laughs> Honestly, it, if well, we, we had we can, more time, bro, we could
2: fucking go it on is, about everything. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, says
0: no, <laughs> no, it's a bummer conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like what you did there. Yeah, no, um, I want to. I want to f- direct it towards more of the band for a second. I want to actually cool. focus here on you, Troy, because yeah. Johnny, you mentioned a second ago that these are Troy's songs that you write.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I guess um,
0: maybe in the beginning they were, or no, they still are. I've.
1: Well, You're the main songwriter, besides for the few covers that we do. Yeah, all the songs are mine.
0: Cool, yeah. man. So tell me a little bit about that. As far as like, how did that start? How long? What's yeah, like, it's like, like when, when, your writing process? Yeah, how, like, how did
3: it come about?
0: I mean, well, you even how long you have been Detroit? doing it. Yeah, just I mean, tell I mean, me your shoot, story, because like, I, so like, and I'm not not saying anything. No, no disrespect to you, Johnny or anyone else, but like. If the songs are yours in a way, like FM Rodeo is not necessarily your band, but you're setting the tone. We know our
2: roles around here. Yeah. So, uh, so I just mean,
0: tell me a little bit about your story about how it became you
1: So and, and everyone else. My oldest sister listened to a lot of like grunge music, what we all grew up with. Mm-hmm. And then that's basically all I still listen to mostly now. So it's like, you know, I come up with a cool riff, and then, you know, melody, words are always last. Mm -hmm. But anything that, like, basically, if it gets stuck in my... If I come up with it, it gets stuck in my head, I'm like, this one's sticking around. And, you know, usually the first person that I play the songs to is Johnny. Okay. And... Yeah, so so far I think we've got we're up to 17 songs. We mm, do some nice. Green Day covers, we do some Nirvana covers. Cool. So, so
0: is is FM Rodeo like your, I guess, first, not necessarily first band, but like okay, when did it start and when did you start writing songs mm-hmm. for what became what it is now? I should um, say. So, man,
1: when so we started playing together, um. When we were fifteen and fourteen, and in, okay. in two thousand, so I guess you could say it all spawned at that time. Okay, let me catch um,
2: you, let me catch him up real quick. Here is a really just interesting thing about our friendship, and in the very very beginning was um, Kerrville, Texas, which is the outside of San Antonio. Uh,
0: I was just about to say we talked about this for a second off mic, but y'all are from the the hill country of Texas. Essentially,
2: well, he's from uh, spread out. But he he moved BS. from Victoria Victoria to Kerrville. Yeah. All right. And then I moved from Midland to outside of uh, Fort Worth, in a town called Azel, to uh, Querville. And I was a freshman, and he was a sophomore. And we both just moved there that fucking summer of the year 2000. Uh, Yeah, year 2000. And we're uh, in classmates in theater classes, an elective we took. And, like, the first week, we did a a questionnaire. And... uh, (sighs) Due to recording difficulties to our stupidity, here is a word from our sponsor. Hey, dude. Hey,
0: Greg. Greg. Greg! What, dude? What the hell, man? You can't hear me calling your name? No, man, I got the heavies on. Oh, you got the heavies on? I heard about those things, man. Those Those new headphones engineered for metalheads? With two frequency ranges and four drivers Let's hear metal the way it's meant to be heard Oh, dude, can you imagine The nasty breakdowns on those things Go to heavies.com and get you a pair And make sure and tell them the dude sent you And
2: now, back to the show We partnered up. We just sat next to each other, and we partnered up. And the questionnaire was, what do you like to do, and who's your favorite music? And he told he, in his questionnaire, he said, I play guitar, and my my favorite band is Nirvana. I was like, dude, Nirvana's fucking tight, and I have a bass guitar that I got in middle school. Nice. Uh, I traded a PlayStation 1 for it. Damn. And uh, yeah, I did, that was a good investment for me. Uh, anyway, so he ended up teaching me bass back in the, okay. the day. And uh, should we should we date ourselves and talk about the year or nah? You already, you already I mean, said the was, year. It was two thousand. <laughs> you, you already said <laughs> it's yeah. there.
0: Yeah. Go ahead and date yourself. What were you going to say?
2: Well, uh, so twenty. Because I'm, I'm a lot older. So go ahead and date yourself, dude. <laughs> so, so this year it'll be twenty three years that he taught me how to play music. And
0: would you learn on bass first?
2: It was lithium. Oh, that's good. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. cool. <laughs> that's super cool. Considering I was in riff. 2000, and you're right. you're playing that fucking, you know, ten years later, nine uh, yeah. years later, whatever it is. Well, you
2: know? and then and then we did learn some Green Day, and then we did learn some Blink 182. Uh, but I mean, it all just it was all what we were interested in, and it was applied, and it got me fucking hooked. Changed my life forever. Yeah. No. No. I mean,
0: granted, like, okay, I I've I've talked to much people People much older and my brother's much older, but I'm in the realm of, like, I was a kid and I was into it when Nirvana was Nirvana, like, you know what I mean? Exactly. So I remember all that shit, and I was really into Nirvana when I was a kid, man. I had all the posters on my wall, you know, I I fucking loved those couple albums. Your heart was broken whenever he passed away, I'm sure. You know, I, I didn't necessarily like, I wasn't like, yeah, yeah, I mean, was I...
3: Don't know were you old I enough cry? to really no. feel it that way. I don't.
0: Right? Know. Did I cry? No. But right. did I did I know what had happened and realize the impact? Fuck
1: yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, did you ever get to see him live? No, I definitely remember no, the MTV
3: no. news popping up that day. Kurt Loader. Yeah. Loder. <laughs> yep, Kurt Loader.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember it. that.
3: Yeah. No.
0: Um, uh, but no, I remember all that. So that for you guys to be obviously a little younger than I am, but playing that shit. When it wasn't so relevant anymore, mm-hmm. and, and wanting to learn it, to me that's super cool.
2: Well, what was big in two thousand? It was like popper, and new metal, new metal and shit. right? It was Linkin
0: Park.
3: All those right. kind of things and were really yeah. taking yeah. over the way. Slipknot,
2: but it's just like there's something about um, I don't know, man. It's like okay, so we we thought we were part of the Generation X. Because we grew up with the, uh, you know, analog shit, you know what I mean? We're just at that age, but it turned out we we're co- what they call what way they coined the term millennials. Yeah. You know, and we fought that for a minute, but then, like, we figured out, okay, yeah. If you—we are born in 85. Uh, if you are born in 80 or 75, then, you know, you guys were just a little bit— y'all remembered E.T. a little bit better than I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right? Uh, I don't know. So how old I don't know. are you? <laughs> so it, I just—we I ju- just— 37. 37. Oh, okay, oh, so we're
0: all the same age then. Yeah. No. Yeah? Oh, I thought you guys were a little younger for some reason. Fuck. So... Yeah, I mean, uh well, then way cool. Okay, it's <laughs> like, well and wait then, a minute. See, and we experienced it all together. So, <laughs> so, so, you don't remember Nirvana when Nirvana was Nirvana? So check it out.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I was like, wait a second. You, know. you don't
0: remember? You don't remember watching the MTV Awards you when have fucking to be real young. when when yeah. uh, Chris Novoselic like threw his bass like in the air, oh. so,
2: <laughs> nailed himself yeah, in the I head. Was, I was six. <laughs> Now here is the thing. My mom and my stepfather were into like. Alan Jackson, Brooks and Dunn, and Ooh, country yeah. music and shit, the, fuck yeah. So what that was my I first knew, other than <laughs> like saying, I admit, Alan, Alan Jackson, fuck yeah, first dude, concert. my Alan fuck, Jackson fuck. You know what? <laughs> dude.
1: My first, well, off-subject, Reba, quick.
3: no, Yeah, <laughs> at SeaWorld, right? Yeah. 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 So I A saw SeaWorld? Garth Brooks at SeaWorld. Oh, or it was George Strait. It was one of those two. Oh, shit. One Dude. of the two. Right. Either right. one. Either one. Yeah. Either one. Right. yeah. Either yeah. One I was like four or some right. shit. But hey, I guess that was my first. I like to say my first concert was the Pantera and Black Sabbath back in 99. But I guess it kind of isn't. Well,
2: <laughs> but you know what? I love Travis Barker's take on it, and then Travis Barker is amazing, fabulous. Travis Barker, if you're listening, uh, cheers to you, brother. Um, Definitely. But he—I I read an interview. He's wait,
1: wait, out there.
2: Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait,
2: wait, wait, hold on. on. Uh, going to entertain this? <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm going to entertain this for a second. If if for the fucking off chance Travis Barker hears of dudes talk rock podcast. Rock and roll, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'll never say come on, but if you want to come on the show, you can, but fucking
3: listen. We got Zoom. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways.
2: Travis, you can afford tickets to San Antonio. Go on. Alrighty, so uh, I, I read in an interview uh, early on when he still had magazines and shit. Um, he would, um, growing up, he loved playing the drums, of course. He loved uh, Minor Threat, Misfits, and all that you know, punk rock shit, but uh his sister would love pop music and shit, and he'd listen to it, and he'd just play the drums along to it and It's like almost anything that he could apply drums to like a real a d d or a real a d h d rather type of mind it was just influential he loved all of it, you know what i mean and i I really love that like okay, well, there is no throughout this whole journey there is no purism or anything like that It's like dude, my first uh Uh, recollection of a lot of early music was Michael Jackson. It was the Lost Boys soundtrack. Uh, In fact, I heard about The Doors because the Lost Boys had um, uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, which is like this fucking new wave band to a cover of When You're Strange... And that shit, like, really stood out to me because of the movie and the visual effects. That was and Echo and the Bunnyman. That was Echo and the Bunnymen. They did a cover of yeah. uh, Well, I know Spring. someone
1: covered it, but I didn't know who it was.
2: Yeah. It was very bizarre. And so, and, and, and what I remember the most, Kevin, is that whenever I was young and I felt something yeah. from music... That was very endearing, and you know later on is like you know it's very gratifying to look back. Uh, one other thing that stood out to me is we're, you know we're talking about MTV, and I snuck in my parents' bedroom when they're off, you know, in the evening doing something, and uh, put it on MTV. And uh, Cranberry Zombie music video came on. Fucking, I and can see it tanks, now. And and yeah. guns, and I had. It's kind of and a dude, music video. It gave me. It was a little <laughs> At weird. Whoa. Very black hole Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like <laughs> eating the shit out of each video, other and yeah. stuff. Well, the videography and the cinematography was great, but I mean, also of course, it was just a powerful song, you know, like that. Uh, isn't that lady uh, Scottish or Irish or something? Uh, they're Irish. They are Irish. Yeah. Irish, Northern yeah. Irish. So Northern uh, her voice and the band and like bum 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 the distorted guitars, the bass. You know, it is like the the great foundations of like late uh, post punk, but or alt rock. That shit fucking like it was fire and I was like maybe 7 and like it gave me goosebumps then. And I'd sing along to it and it's very influential. I didn't know I was going to end up being a so drummer. So that,
0: that moved you. That that
2: Absolutely. genre
0: era of music.
2: Well, was. and I was just telling him uh, uh I heard it. I heard you. That it was like it was country music and then Michael Jackson and the Lost Boys soundtrack and all this other shit. When you feel it, you feel it and of mm-hmm. course your journey evolves. You know what I mean? Your journey evolves because I always went through phases. Much, probably, much of us did.
3: Definitely, oh, and absolutely. Shit, I think the first Still CD I bought was Coolio.
0: Yeah, Gangsta's uh, Paradise! Okay.
3: It was. Yeah, that was the very first CD I ever bought. I Absolutely. Yeah, I remember. Mean, I was like, to- Oh toe my to god, thirteen dollars. you, to West <laughs> <per Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, They
2: Dangerous Mind soundtrack.
3: Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. fucking. So,
2: okay, <laughs> so let's go
0: around the room for a second. Okay, Kevin, you said it was Coolio. Coolio. Troy, you said. Toad, toad in the, the wet sprocket?
1: It was either Toad the wet sprocket or fuck. It might have been Oasis, actually. Or Goo Goo
2: Dolls. And we're talking about first test. Uh, CD. Goo Goo Dolls. Bro. I mean, I guess, yeah. yeah. Let's go there. Uh, I got a, I got a desk player and I was like eight, and then I think we we're at a flea market and I got a Hank Williams Jr.
3: No uh, shit. No shit. Mm-hmm. That's badass. So, is that, is album called Hog Wild,
2: <laughs> pretty fucking awful for Hank Williams Jr., Yeah, but still better than any of this bro country. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think my first flea market CD find um, was over here. They had opened up a flea market just down the street from here. I went and checked it out, and there's a dude in there with a fucking dressed up in a badass fucking suit. Had all this cool fucking shit, but he had an album wall and he had some CDs. He had a fucking Robert Johnson CD.
2: What? And I was like, oh shit, the
3: Robert Johnson collection. I'm like, I'm a guitar player myself, so I'm like, I gotta fucking, like, I have to get this. Like, it's a right. Like, you have to buy it and listen to it. Shala, you just said Coolio. This wasn't. It was my first flea market find. Oh, okay, that's a different genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was years. like, got yeah. at a flea market, right. and I was yeah. like, "Oh." oh that Reminded okay. me okay. so, like, and, okay. it, and as Dude. obscure as
2: it is, yeah, right.
3: And I was like, "Fucking right." Which is funny, is Robert Johnson, all that shit was recorded here. downtown here. Yeah. No
2: way.
3: Yeah, it was. The, no fucking. Well, what hotel well there's was two. It?
0: There's two recordings. Really? Really?
3: Yeah, all know. of his main recordings were done in the fucking. I Jesus think the Robert Christ. E Lee Hotel. I think you're right. It is the Robert E Lee Hotel downtown. Damn, I could be wrong about that. But yeah. i pretty so sure those Somalis already... he was singing about were from San Antonio. They're
2: <laughs> well, Confederate Somalis. No, there's, yeah. there, there,
0: there's two and things. They're red hot. There's two things about it, and I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't do any research before we do any of this. But right. he did. It was in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and then there's another batch of recordings that he did. I think Dallas. Oh yeah. Or or Houston or something like that. And, and so there's there's two batches of. Probably what was on what you got from the flea market because yeah. that's all that's all there is of them. That's yeah, it. that's
3: it. There but is most else. of
0: it is in is, is in here in San
2: Hey Jamie, Google uh, Robert Johnson's early recordings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, we're talking about first album. Wait, you didn't get your turn. pull it up. <laughs> my first
0: album. Um, so the first one that I remember, it it wasn't bought for me, but the first one that I can think of that comes to mind is um, my my grandmother bought me Rush. Uh, Counterparts. It was a cassette tape,
1: though.
2: Hell yeah.
0: Um, The first one that I think I bought that I can remember purchasing myself was... I want to say there was three of them at the same time. So we had Deftones Adrenaline, we had uh, Pantera, the Great Southern Trin Kill, and... Scott Wyland's solo album Twelve Bar Blues.
3: Oh, two good ones and a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, they're all great. <laughs> Sound like a good day, yeah. No, they're all great, dude. Uh, Scott Wyland's first
0: solo album was fucking fantastic. Like it's really, really good I've music. Never and heard you go any back it, to honestly. it now, and it's
2: it, Scott, well, I've never heard any of it really. Scott Wyland's worst song is way better than Island Boys' best song. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Who? We <laughs> Island Boys. Fuck <laughs> is Island exactly. Boy. Okay. Nah, I know. <laughs> Can no, I? No, 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 I agree, though. Can I can I throw something in here? I, we Troy was telling a story about his early on days, and I just hijacked just to just kind of bring everybody on speed about. You've been history. real
0: good about this.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry, man. You've been real good about
0: hijacking shit, but it's okay. Right. I don't. It's not my show. It's it's for you guys. Wow. Well, so what do you got to say?
2: Well, basically, whenever I interrupted, <laughs> you were saying something. There. You're you're asking about the history of FM rodeo, and we have a, ju- a journey and. We caught what was like first? Steve Perry. Yeah. Uh, Neil, hey, Neil don't believe it, dude. No,
0: no, no, no. Hold on. I'm going to hijack you for a second because I fucking have a passion for Steve Perry and Journey. Not just like the band Journey, but mainly Steve Perry. I have. I, it, it burns deep in my chest. So, um anyways, you you weren't talking about them, but I. You said Journey. I heard Journey and. Yeah, it's just small, I don't like "Don't Stop Believing." I'm by just the a small way, town girl. <laughs> yeah, go on, go
2: on. I hijacked you for right, a second. All right, all right. Even their hey, new truck.
1: singer's good. Yeah, <laughs> touring too.
0: He's not bad. I saw them live, and uh, I'll give him credit. He's good.
2: Is that he's basically like a karaoke fucking yeah. Master no, 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 no. no. I kind of agree. As like agree. long as it's
3: journey, well, I don't it's know. not though. Steve
0: Perry, but he's like a karaoke is it journey. Though he's a really hey, fucking good karaoke version. Is it journey? I haven't heard of the ACDC yet.
2: Okay. No, wait. And it's not right. it's Pantera. Just you know, we're on
0: the same. No, no, all no, right, no, right. no, 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 no. It's not Pantera. Right. I agree. So okay, hold on. Let's 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 turn the gears <laughs> for a second. <laughs> I know. What do you? What are your thoughts on the Pantera thing? Because we, me, Kevin, and Troy kind of talked about not the reunion. We talked about Pantera off right. mic. Right. Um. So let's go around the room on a second for that one now. Thoughts about Pantera, the the reunion. Pantera reunion. Do you want to go first?
1: Honestly, I have mixed feelings on it just because of the brothers not being in the band and they're of the course. heart and soul. It's kind of like when Sublime got together without r- Brad, r- you know. was it? R- yeah, with Rome. Rome. Yeah. But that being said, if they were playing here tonight, I would skip our show and go see them.
0: <laughs> yes, yes,
1: thank Definitely you. Definitely something to call in sick for. I would have yeah. told you
0: guys we're not doing it because I'm going to Pantera. Yeah, exactly. right. Reunion <laughs> so, <laughs> Or whatever they call it, tribute. Yeah. So whatever.
2: Me, I'm, I'm similar to him. I'm like... Uh, uh, but here's the thing: I know that Dimebag would have wanted uh, uh, Zach Wall to have an opportunity to push the music. If anyone. I know that he would want the music because, dude, Dimebag was a humble, cool cat. Man, he was one. Of, he was just a rare breed of. of so one was Vinny. Yeah, yeah. Extreme talents, but also was all about the fans, which is ironic uh, because of what happened. But um, and and so. I know that they would have wanted it, and I know that the diehard fans are Die Hard fans. Uh, I'd definitely go see them in a heartbeat, but I got a funny story. A um, couple of weeks ago, uh, we made friends with this band called Kingdom Collapse, uh-huh. and they're on Octane Radio, and they're coming up. Like They're coming up really big, because they're opening up uh, Two Legs of Tour for Pantera. Nice. And I mean, they're really coming up, and I was at a, uh, Jonathan's birthday uh, party at his house, and we're just sitting there talking, and they're like, and I was like, well, you guys are opening up for Pantera? And he goes, he leans back and goes, it's not Pantera. And I was like, hold on. Everybody else can say that, but you're opening up for fucking Pantera. You cannot. Just let me say yes. it. Yes. No. <laughs> you, hey, and I said, I'm not opening up for Pantera, fake Pantera. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so I had a homie and real good friend of mine and Kevin's that was in Mexico City that saw the show. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's fucking gnarly. You're you're a very very small percentage of the world mm-hmm. that has seen this iteration of what is now the, was the, the first new show. pantera it was, it the, was first the, first second, the first and second the first and second show yeah. so he was like in in like the very small percentage of the world so anyways um my thoughts on it is that they're fucking they're they're kicking it um is it pantera no is it Close to, not really. But is it good? Yes. And I don't know who said it best. Somebody I saw on YouTube said it best that, like, it's what the fans fucking want and what they need. Because if you watch those videos, it's fucking unreal. Mm -hmm. You've never seen something like that since fucking... The time when when the shows were like that with the Pantera days or right. the, the, right the, before the early, Damage Plan,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's fucking
0: little... unreal. You watch those videos and and dude, I'm watching it. I'm in my living room, which is cool as fuck. But like, I get those chills, man. And, yeah, and, is Zach on point? No, is he doing a good job? Yeah, he is, and he's doing Zach. Does, here's the thing: he's Zach doing what Wild I expected, so right yeah. no, no, for sure. We all expected no, Zach is going to do I, I, Zach. So, and, and, and everyone dying. else has said this shit. To where, like, I, I would never expect him to play note for note because that's not what it is. He's Zach Wild, mm-hmm. so he's doing his part his way correctly. Yeah, right. You know who's fucking knocking it out of the fucking park is Charlie. B'node.
2: Charlie, Oh, yeah. my fucking God. Dude. Oh, my God. Can you? Uh, that kit's dope, too. Yeah. And you play drums, too, right? <laughs> Can you just imagine having the gig? Oh, God. Oh, my God. He's he,
3: so thrown up in a bucket. Yeah. Next right. to a Me snare. I mean, everyone's buckets, already said, <laughs> like, there's
0: nobody better for both of those roles. And I kind of agree. Like, there's probably people out there that could play the songs exact. So. And, you know, whatever. But.
2: I love I love the con- the conversation piece you just said to, about describing the the video of, of uh, you know the Pantera re- reiteration. I just one of these fucking YouTube shorts popped up on my feed the other day. Uh, uh, Vinny had a, a, a drum cam here and right here, just yeah. two angles. I saw that. You saw that? Oh my god! It gave me goosebumps. I fuck yeah. with camera work all the time, and this still and this is a while back, and this was. Fucking fire, man! Was it, was it from some... one of the
0: Pantera videos or
3: what?
2: No, nah, I think it well, just something he had.
0: Yeah, I don't footage, know. It was I, I, yeah. I, I think, it, wasn't it from like the home videos or yeah. nothing? No, no,
2: he no, had a gold rimmed drum set. So is it was either a Pantera show or maybe a Damage Plan show? If they were getting bit, you know, had some nice arena shows. They
0: did play some Pantera songs. I think I never saw Damage Plan, which I, I kind of keep myself in the ass for. So I asked Troy, Troy, you never saw Pantera, right? No, did you see Damage it. Plan? So you never saw Dime or Never Vinny.
1: saw either one of them, man.
0: Okay, uh, did you get a chance, Johnny? No.
1: no I
0: saw Pantera twice, Kevin. I think it was you once, once, right? Yeah. And and fuck, man. Like so me and my older brother, we talk about this because he he actually saw him like fucking seven or eight times. Yeah. Even one time. Maybe even like run. way before like pre Small Cowboy Club. from Hell's days, maybe. Mm-hmm. Holy he thinks. Shit. He thinks he's not sure. He didn't know who it was. Anyway, whatever. Um I love that band, but it's like one of those things where like now that I look back on it and it's like been so long like oh fuck yeah but at the time it was they were like hometown heroes and it was like oh yeah like they they they'll come around next fucking 6 months I don't need mm-hmm. to go see them this time like you know what I mean and like you never know right. obviously but yeah. I would
3: definitely go see them if they showed up.
0: For sure. I would have called you guys but not with or messaged Metallica, you guys like and you said,
1: said <laughs> no. Yeah. no. No, Maybe no, no, Some other time. I wouldn't yeah, go yeah, I don't I want, want go to go see him with Metallica I just think... because
0: of the money and in, in the in like the the like how the fuck Okay. <laughs> We're talking about Metallica first of all, but Pantera in Dallas cuz that's the closest place to San Antonio. Mm, oh yeah. So, how the fuck are you going to get into that venue? without spinning your fucking left foot or your fucking firstborn or Especially these days fucking right, i guess yeah. quickly selling some feet pics online nowadays however the fuck that shit works <laughs> i don't know but like god
1: damn so is this a tour or is this just kind of like a one time no
0: they're on a fucking it is like up a until 24 oh, really? now it's not but. like a full-on torch to where they're doing like Five days a week. They're doing weekends only, and it's spread out to where it's like two weekends a month or something like that. Like, I don't know for sure. Are
2: talking about Pantera or Metallica?
0: Both. They're on a world tour. tour They're on a world tour together up until, like, sometime in 24.
2: Maybe if I'm really, really nice to Jonathan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I would never play our connections card.
2: I think there
0: will be a time, even if it's after that, which is a long time from now, um, I will go. Outside of seeing them with Metallica, but I will fuck yeah, you right. up for sure. Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, I mean, probably next year they'll probably do the Coachella festival or something, which is so way just ridiculous. I want to go see another a thing play. too.
3: We were talking about the festivals yeah, popping anyways, up festivals. with the ridiculous lineups that right. has everyone from every genre.
0: So there's, but, like, this meme, well, the internet, and I guess, whatever, and I follow all this because I, I, I fucking love this band, but I think it's Bonnaroo, that Knocked Loose is on Bonnaroo. And I don't know if you guys who know know who no, Knocked Loose they're is. Really. They're fucking brutal. Super heavy. And they're, like, the only heavy band. And nice. there's all these memes floating around of, like, when <laughs> Knocked Loose hits the stage and it's all these fucking yuppity people, like...
2: <laughs> like I don't, it, 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 you, trying to headbanging yeah. shit. Well,
0: no, nah, they're all, like, tripping out, freaking out, not knowing what to do. And, like, it, it's silly shit, like, on the internet, of course, but, like, That's it... Funny. But yeah, man, it's getting crazy. I love it. I mean, I think it's great as far as like live shows yeah. and, and all that. I'll take what
2: I can get, right? You yeah, know no, I no, mean? no, for I sure. After COVID, uh, yeah, you know, just get, well, sh- get. I saw the fucking
3: the the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, and Herbie Hancock is billed in the third line at the end of the third line. He's he's topped and billed by fucking Lizzo and the Lumineers and fucking. Mm. Ed Sheeran. Oh, wow. And this is the Jazz and Heritage right. Festival and Herbie Hancock's Third Line. Yeah. And it's like, what is happening face. here? Right. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I guess it's they like probably... They're just like, who can we get? Right. Who's well, going to answer the It's all about email? attendance and making money, and it's not about jazz appreciation.
3: I'm also blaming it on the pandemic shit. I'm saying mm-hmm. everyone's fucking sick of the shit, and right. they're like... Let's go play. Hey, what can we get on?
2: An optimist would for say sure. that everyone's
3: fucking accepting oh, for sure. it. So, an, an sure. optimist
2: like, would say that the Liz, uh, Lizzo and Ed Sheeran fans will discover Herbie Hancock and become fans, right? And follow him on TikTok. Good <laughs> point, right? <laughs> right no. uh, buy his fucking albums, y'all. Goddamn,
0: he's still alive.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he can he's use the still money.
2: Fucking jamming.
3: Hey,
0: yeah. I don't. I am not cutting you guys off. But y'all said before we started, we have a time limit. Yes.
3: Yeah, but
2: well, we're still like, I'm feeling good.
3: Yeah. feeling it? So where are y'all playing tonight? Fitzgerald's. Nice. Yeah. That's one place I still haven't been to yet. Have you been there? Yeah. It's yeah. a really
2: cool venue. I hey, know it, yeah? no, it uh, is. How's for- the stage? I forgot to tell you are on the guest list. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we'll have to check it out. I'm introducing you to When do y'all go on stage? We go on at 9. What about opening band? 8. Oh, Good City Modern, out of here in San Antonio. We played this cool little um, uh, showcase back uh, a couple months—oh, this past summer in Paper Tiger, and uh, we get to see some really good, like, some of these up-and-coming bands that are, like, a lot of the younger people, mm-hmm. and it just really—it um, jazzed me up because, like—it you think that the next generation's a bunch of mumble-rapping, listening, you know, little dweebs, but mm-hmm. some of these fucking kids, I mean, they, they go heavy, and then, uh, you know, some of them are just fucking so talented, harmonies and shit. Oh, yeah, just, there's a lot of
0: talent out there now,
1: man. Uh, we had to bump our cover, because one of the opening bands played it a- Gnarly. Really. Oh, yeah, body. it was a Nirvana song. But they, did, they Was it better? really good. Was it better? Fuck they, no. they outdid us big time. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Well, we've up. never we haven't played it since.
2: Uh, it happened. Um, happened but you know, uh, Good City you know, Modern, they're five. they're coming <laughs> up. Uh, be sure to check them out. But just real quick, uh, just give it a little shout out. We talked about St. Mary's earlier. Mm-hmm. What a cool strip! They just got some funding to expand some parking out there. That's fucking needed. Yes, that's really good. Uh, they got some grants to to do. Well, some there's like a big. The fucking, neighborhood would be appreciated. No, Big big thing
0: going on, and I don't follow it too much because I don't own a business or work down there. But it is fucking like everyone's. There's a there's a big thing going on because like the whole, the whole street's torn apart, and you can't even drive down there right now. You can't park oh, anywhere. No yeah, no, no, it's all yeah. fucked up, and it's like been all over fucking not only social media but actual like like local news and stuff too. Yeah. um, I don't. I, I, I. don't have an opinion on it because I don't really know what's going on. Other than the businesses are hurting because no you one can't can get, get to them. To, yeah, you can't get to them. So I mean, I know that fucking sucks. That's that happening. on Bernie
3: a lot too. With the we're talking about
0: community earlier. That is the community. Is these local businesses, these venues, these bars, right? The strip, like that. That is the heart of our music scene, right? So, so yeah, no, that that's it affects fucked. all
2: of us and it affects you know the way that uh, you know the music can be influenced. With the next generations, in a place to go, um, but also, well, not only
0: that is people's livelihoods, these owners oh, yeah. and these these workers and stuff that are like fucking that, if they're yeah. even open of course it's all over the
2: country and before venue people and
3: stuff, like, to show up then there's no money to pay bands exactly
0: it, it just it trickles, it trickles down well, and goes down and down, you've, and down, seen,
2: down. Uh, exactly. you've seen trends come and go and hype come and go for like say bands music mm-hmm. scenes and stuff and what uh what's great for the you know for rock music in general is a trend or a hype or like sort of um any sort of momentum, and shit like this is momentum killers. You yes. know, we've been doing band shit for 23 years, and nothing is worse than um, everything's going good, and all of a sudden, boom, you have to cancel a show, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's hard to reschedule, and then the next thing you know, the scene's dead, you know what I mean? Exactly. The next big thing fucking came around. And, uh, but I was just gonna say between the mix and uh, Paper Tiger and the amp room, there's also this place we played at called Pink Zeppelin Books and Records. Where's that at? That's over here, um, Troy. Do you remember where? We're not very, very well versed in San Antonio. Yeah, I don't okay. know San Antonio. Okay, so we're in what? Right now, we're in sort of like west we're, San Antonio, we're as
3: west in the main part of San Antonio. as so you can pretty much get on the inner loop.
2: So uh, Pink Zeppelin, and I'll, I'll I'll pull it up. But um, it is a really cool. It's like a record shop, and they have okay. um, they have a, a lot of bands coming It's on Calabra. Okay. Uh, okay. Calabra. Calabria,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not far from here at all. That's only like two, two fucking three miles away. I think. No shit. Yeah. So they
2: have shows every weekend. Uh, a lot. We we played a, there about three weeks ago and got to fuck with some really cool younger talent. And uh, what's cool is it was it's sort of one of those. It's like an all ages thing, which is very interesting because like the younger people need to see what in the hell we're doing. It shouldn't be so no, exclusive. Sure. You know what I mean? And, well, it.
0: it, it... <laughs> Go on I'm not gonna interrupt
2: they, they, All these bands Had brought their own Fan bases And it just so cool It reminded me Back when Our high school days Our first show That we put together Was downtown Curville at the park
3: No shit Shriner um, Park or what? Uh, uh, Louise Hayes
2: Louise Hayes Park yeah. Oh okay cool We rented the per- We got the permit For $15 Got the uh, pavilion I put my shitty PA up and- Is that
3: the one Right by the river? Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. 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 Cool. And there was like 150 kids out there, dude. That no, cool. was it, dude. Like That's so super cool. So fucking cool. Um, and but it reminded me a lot of that. Like, just if you guys get a chance, um, go check them out. Meet the dudes from uh, Pink Zeppelin. Uh, I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but it is a great networking opportunity there, especially since it's so close. Yeah, I'll go uh, check them out, and they're I've really nice it. people too. I've
0: definitely heard of it. Nice, so I'll go check them out.
2: Uh, but between them, say Fitzgeralds is a really cool venue. Uh, it's to me or reminds me of the rock and roll dungeon version of Come and Take It Live. So it's like a really high stage. So cool I was gonna ask you stage. about
3: the stage, how the how the stage setup was and it's everything. It's cool.
2: It's very dark. So How's the sound? sound pretty sounds sounds great. There? Yeah, they got an excellent sound system in there. I don't know if he nice. still
0: does it. My friend Marcus used to do sound there. He probably still does. Yeah, he might be there tonight. So, yeah, I mean, if he's doing sound still there, which I think he does, then I'm sure he is. I, I haven't talked to him in years, so I don't know for sure. It's all social media, but yeah, that's and, what I, I mean. And he so does we're, there.
2: We're uh, we're tapping in. and We're so excited and happy to find you guys, and you know, we're trying to we're trying to find other bands in San, San Antonio to bring to San Marcos. We play there a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, to bring to Austin, uh, we we're trying to get in there, and those uh, really really hard to get into clubs. Yeah. They're fucking hard to get into. Those gatekeepers, man. Absolutely. Those fucking gatekeepers, and, but there's a dude. reason they're there's everywhere. a reason why they're keeping the gates. Yep. You well, know what I mean? It's about
3: quality. Exactly. And the thing is, is like when and it's not about like you guys can be good and I like I like the sound. I was listening to you guys earlier this morning just to kind of see who's gonna be in. Sure. And uh y'all's new singles and shit, they sound really good. They sound produced real well, the mix is awesome, the, Thanks, the songs are, are are well written, it's catchy. Like I listened to all five songs. Right on Spotify and went through them without even realizing it. So okay, I had to redo it to make sure I paid attention. So <laughs> it was, uh, it definitely is, uh, is something that, that sounds like fucking people are going to show up and, and definitely like this. So
2: absolutely. And that's the whole thing is getting, uh, people there to the show because once you're there, it's, it's, in, it's, It's captivating because of the energy. Exactly. You know, and I I brag a lot to people, and I shouldn't say brag, but it is. I'm very proud. I'm proud of Troy. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of FM Rodeo. Be proud of your craft and what you do. Troy writes really good, catchy songs. And I I, I stand behind them. I believe in them. appreciate that. And I really just give it my all in all whenever we do a performance. You Mm -hmm. know, I feel like he's the artist and I'm the athlete or, you know, but also Troy's a fucking great performer as well. And so it's just it's something I stand behind and I believe in, and I make uh, both of us have good livings. We don't have to do this shit, but we love it so mm-hmm. much, and therefore that's you know, passion that
3: keep us keeps it alive. Really. And there's nothing yeah. like
2: the authenticity authenticity of passion. To, exactly. To, when you see somebody doing something, you can tell. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know when I mean? their heart's in it. Absolutely. You can see it. Well,
3: not only that, you see it in the craft and like what mm-hmm. you guys do. You're gonna see it with how much and how often you guys practice. You see that with your live shows, with your recordings. For You're sure. gonna see that passion and, and see just how much not do you like not only enjoy doing it, but you enjoy creating and you engr- enjoy working together and, and creating a cool environment and a community that people are gonna to enjoy to go to and. That's what's really fucking cool about how we were talking earlier about how rock is dead, and it's guys like you that keep that shit alive. So by doing that and bringing community and guys like us that can bring out the word and help spread the word that rock isn't dead, and that there's dudes still rocking out to to music and shit. So
0: absolutely. it's it's yeah. great.
3: And and we were talking earlier like this podcast it's probably not gonna come out for a few months from when we're recording, but you guys are talking about y'all are pretty much booked up through March,
2: mm-hmm. and yeah, uh,
3: so that's fucking good to hear too. And y'all are playing. All over, like what, are, what areas are you guys booked in through?
2: So, we're booked in Austin, uh, San Marcos quite a bit. There's a venue called The Porch, uh, there's a venue called Grey Horse, which we had a residency back in September. Um, and then here we're we're actually booked again at Pink Zeppelin, we'll probably keep uh, messing with the, that venue. Well, uh, we're getting into the Amp Room and the Mix again. Yep, yep, yep. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking for other places in San Antonio because you just want to find out where you gel the most. Exactly. Uh, and then in Austin, it's Come and Take It Live. It's Valhalla. And, you know, there's other places. So between those three, and then also we're looking at we're looking at dates for the Corpus Christi at Black Monk Tavern. Cool. And uh, Dallas, uh, I'm going to talk to Charles tonight with Soul Shifter. Uh, about what you know, getting something lined up for up there. So nice. Really, we're branching out, but we, you know, it's like a strategy. We want people to come to our shows in Austin and fill that fucker up, and then same with San Antonio. You know, Hell yeah, dude. And then we want to get these San Antonio bands in Austin. We want to bring some talent from Austin here to San Antonio. Exactly. We've got some great bands that are friends with us that. Uh, they don't suck and, rot, and they're not assholes, and those are too big, you know. Pieces that of matters criteria. in the
3: community a lot because assholes can play some good music at yeah. times, but when you know I you're an right, asshole, right. you might not. No one wants to fucking hang out with you, you know.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> and then I mean, we also, uh, and you can be an asshole without knowing it too. Most of the time, it's unaware, you know. Uh, you know, just hijacking. It, yeah, sorry. <laughs> hijacking. that's on one out. of them, right? Right. But like, okay, so when we book with a band, and let's say they bring their people. They play their show and then they bounce. They don't promote the show. They don't throw you any love on social media. It's like, well, fuck you guys. Like, what did? How do we didn't benefit, but also we uh, blasted you guys on our social media. Got your name all over. We played some of your music.
3: Recorded the show.
2: Right, we recorded the show. You know, we sent you content uh, and everything else. And it's like it takes a community. You know what I mean? And definitely, we're all trying to come up, and we're all. It's competitive and it's not, but it doesn't mean shit if we can't share the same fan base and we can't have a good time. That's know? true.
3: And the snakes are always going to be out there, you know, but it's always mm-hmm. good to see. the Usually from, from what I've heard from throughout all the years being around, the most people are pretty good and decent in the community, especially at the venues that you can tell that have a good following. So, Right. A lot of the places you like that, you know, it's always good to check out some new spots, see how it is, see if they're right. good, but it's always good to know that there's going to be some core community members you can rely on. Yeah, Austin's
1: kind of a hard nut to crack, though. Like, you have to have, or all those people are connected, all the bands, they help themselves get in on the venues yep. and stuff. It's almost like you got to get in on the secret Facebook group. Yeah. And like <laughs> you, you'll email a place to play, and they'll be like, Well, where have you played before? Mm-hmm. No shit. Like, yeah. They're like, We, we kind of want to know your resume real quick. Oh. Wow. Like,
0: yeah. And they, I don't know if they do that here or not because I've never really played a lot of venues I but wow think, i don't think quite
3: as much you know. they might get a lot of people enough people that are i mean austin's in really saturated they, the, they actually have yeah, the ability to sift them. through like that so yeah
0: no, they're really saturated in austin so like that that you know uh, fuck man okay so now that we got a second <laughs> troy i feel bad you haven't had the mic at all oh, brother no worries, uh, no so so <laughs> Other than some shows that are happening for the next few months, what's 23 got in store for FM Rodeo?
1: Man, we, I would like to get back into the recording studio. Right. That's kind of become my favorite thing mm-hmm. of being in this, in this band so far. It's like you go in, you record it, and you listen to it, and then you know it gets mixed, or we get someone else to mix it, master it, and it sounds completely different. And that is so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's just like, holy cow, you know? It's like... I appreciate you polishing, you know, what, yeah. what I'm looking for, but, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I noticed so that he was doing... Oh, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I'll just say, hopefully back in the studio. Yeah, that's... Do you guys have... You said
1: you had 17 songs, right? I mean, we got Roughly. a lot more than that, but that's what we're playing right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. A and how many of them are recorded? Oh, uh, ooh. We just did our, the 10th one. Nice. So 10, yeah.
0: So you have at least a good another... Are we doing singles? Because that's the new thing now. Are we doing
1: EPs? So we talked about that recently. Like when we did, we're like, oh, we just did our 10th song. Sweet. We can come out with like a vinyl now. That'd be badass. I've always wanted to have my own music on vinyl. That's cool as fuck. But that's the thing about we've been getting different people mixing our songs Mm -hmm. and we're like, I like the way he did it and I like the way he did it. Mm -hmm. So if we were to put these 10 songs on one album, it almost sound like a compilation album because it sounds, you know, it's, you say if you listen to Nevermind or, you know, Appetite for Destruction, you can tell it was all recorded in the same place at the right. same time. So but this th- one, you could tell a difference. No, I got you. So I think the goal is basically every t- single, basically. Every two or couple of months, we'll just release a new song. Okay. So, nice, and that's, that's, that's the, the plan. That's honestly
0: the new way to do it nowadays,
1: man. It's I the, can't remember
0: who said in. it. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it was, no, because they talked about fucking film or something with Slipknot. Somebody, it was like a Revolver, Loudwire. somebody recently was talking about like moving forward with, it was a big band. Big band. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know who the fuck it was. If you're listening to this and, and y'all know, you can leave it in the comments I guess, but it's somebody like fucking I think a we'll journey slipknot. or a slipknot or something. So, we'll and we'll they were slipknot. talking about like moving forward, we're only doing singles. We're not going to do any more full links. Or it, not necessarily that they weren't, but that's like the direction that music is going. Right. And sure. that's the way like that's the new way to do it.
2: It's really um, efficient to be honest. I mean because if you think about it, you have to spend all that time and commitment to get, you know, the 10 songs or 12 songs ready ready and gathered up and everything and you have one fucking opportunity to market and push the campaign and if you blow it how many albums got, you know, not necessarily shelled, but... Uh, just kicked under the rug. Out? Yeah, exactly. No, no, for sure. They just because get swept under the, the rug. Promotion team, now they rock the house and the production, you know, and recording it, and it sounds great. But then their tour manager is a, you know, a thief or something, you mm-hmm. know?
0: There's always something. And, and, like, one of the perfect examples I could think of that, and it's more or less just, like, a band that I know and that I know kind of the story of. And it's not exact, but... So this band, Kaven. they were fucking rocking it. They're doing really good, rocking and rolling. They got signed. They kind of got a major deal, but what happened with them, from what I read, is like the person that was behind them, that was part of the record company, got fired, and mm. so now now they had nobody behind them. You're right. But the same thing, their album tanked.
2: Yeah. And
0: it's a killer, stellar album, and phenomenal, how, and it just tanked.
2: How heartbreaking. Right. You know? And they
0: had everything behind them, all the steam, up until fucking, oh boy, a record label got canned, and now they had right. nobody that, like, believed in them, pretty much.
2: And that's sort of why singles are more diverse, and why it's uh, important to diversify uh, everything else you can, because we mm-hmm. have our, a lot of people see, like, you can kind of going back to the earlier conversation, TikTok and social media and all these other uh, platforms is like, a distraction. But instead of looking at it that way, these are opportunities to grow your fan base. And to it's like, true, uh, some people do great on TikTok. Some people do great on Instagram. Some fuck people do good on Facebook. Or right now, YouTube. We're building uh, a YouTube channel. FM Rodeo Texas. Uh, okay. We <laughs> fucking love it, dude. <laughs> I've always always wanted wanted to put a YouTube channel together. It's going great. Our song Jody is sort of our most popular song. Nice. Got eighteen thousand views on YouTube as of uh, this week. Um, that's that's still, good, dude. Yeah. How long has it been out? Uh, since February. February. Like, so about a year. Uh, next month it'll be a year.
3: That's not bad, dude.
2: That's good. Yeah. And um, and uh, so we're also doing shorts. So it's like little snippets coming like TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Little small snippets, clips rather. Uh, and some of those, I just I just piss one out from like, you know the thing. I'll just pull a, a clip and throw it out there. And I'll just From put one of the thing. live shows or something yeah, like that? Yeah, from live show. It's like when we had a residency show, we're supposed to play for two hours, and we're like, hmm. That's tough. Uh, uh, that's yeah, that's tough. For, especially so,
1: for this kind of music.
2: Well, you have to put yeah. covers it's in when at that point. You stretch it like, out too. You, you don't even right.
1: have.
0: Like, no offense to you guys, but do you even have enough catalog to fill, to fill up that space with originals. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, between us, we too. Could, but the problem but... is the bass player never knows all of this stuff. Well, shit happens. Yeah, the shit does happen. But that's why there's covers. Because you say, hey, bass player, learn all these fucking, you know... Or you can out. just
3: do a one-off. Say, hey, you're going to bust out and do a solo fucking cover acoustic real quick. You know what I mean? Mm. So
2: one of the things that we Home did Boy's do... Homeboy's
3: going to go piss.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Troy... Some, that gives you a little, little sh- light shining on uh,
1: Troy over here. <laughs> yeah, well, Troy well, at... That kind of music, like or the kind of music that we play <clears throat> for two hours, I mean, that's unless cool. it's super known music... I mean, you look at... I, I noticed when we... Still Kind of start no, losing get people it. after about seventy songs. That's when we bust in a cover. We get them back, of course.
0: Right. No, and, and that's a telltale sign of when the so many other bands. Like sure, yeah. you yeah. kind of have to until you break through that next ceiling.
2: Well, I know You I, know what I, I mean? I don't think I want to watch Rancid play for ninety minutes. You know what I mean? I love Rancid. I love their music, but goddamn, you know, you're what right, mean? dude. Or like a polka band or some shit. Honestly,
3: right? now the, the the shows that I have been going to, we were talking earlier about if we've been going to shows and like. I haven't been going to many shows often, but the ones I do go to, when it gets close to the end of the set, I'm like, cool. I'm glad this is the last song. Right, right. Because... I'm fucking thirty-five and I wanna go home and, and chill. <laughs> like I've been standing here with my knees locked and my right. elbows
1: up and you don't Wait. notice it till for a while. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, like I'm fucking. There, yeah. it's, uh,
2: it's it's definitely it's definitely a uh, good. It's wise to be considerate of how you, you know, basically put put your set list together and do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. With the residency, it was just really just trying to get, you know, a lot more people in San Marcos. Um but going back to the story though is Troy started doing the uh, boom da, 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 da and then uh, it's a CCR it's a Creedence Clearwater revival song and then I just fucking dropped the beat and then nope. the bass player
1: born on the bio. fucking
2: yeah, yeah born on the bio that'll get people back and uh and then we just jammed the riff for a good solid 30 seconds you know and we're like that oh, was fun alright two, three, four, and go to the thing but then uh, we had it all on film. That's the you know, great thing about having all these cameras and exactly. shit. And so I just took a 15-second snippet, and I said, what song? name that song. And then uh, an hour later, we had 3,000 views uh, You know, on that short on our YouTube channel. Nice, and, it, and then it increases our subscribers, gets more people watching. Yeah. All of our songs, our singles that we released, we also eventually put a music video out. And if you haven't seen a music video to Jody or Elephant Nightmare... I was gonna yeah.
3: ask you about it, but I, you, as you were talking, I could tell that you had already had one those and that's when you said the eighteen thousand views. So. Whenever
2: you're like really, um, yeah, in the zone, you know what I mean. Cool, we'll do it yeah. in a minute. Yeah,
3: <laughs> so. I was interested when you were talking about the video production earlier if you were going to do a YouTube channel or anything like that. You can even do streaming, like I said, through it. So Absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see how that develops too, so that'll I'm be very, cool.
2: I'm very enthralled because what I want to do now that I'm getting a little bit more efficient at all these other so-called skills that I've achieved – uh, I want to minimize it and do the best that I can, and then start to help getting people to come, bring them in on a team. To all right, you handle this kind of shit, you handle this kind of shit, and I'm going to cherry pick the things I like to do the most and do them very well.
1: So yeah, you
3: know I, mean, I mean, you'll you'll be in the community enough. You'll have somebody that's going to have some time to like, hey, yeah. can you fucking just check this out? Do do a little editor on this for me and see how it sounds. Right, like, and tell I'll me pay, or, you know, give me some notes, we'll something. work something
2: out because I, I I eventually need to learn how to play drums one of these days. Oh, you'll get it.
0: Yeah, it'll come. Don't worry. What do you got, Troy? You keep you. I keep looking at you like you want something to say, but you're getting, getting robbed every time. What do you got, man? Good. (laughs)
1: Silent observer.
0: I like it.
2: I like it. All right. All right. Nice, man. So, yeah. unfortunately, we probably uh, do got to get ready for a show. Yeah. Too. Exactly. I no, was just going to say, that's, y'all
3: are cutting close to, to fucking loading time. I could do for another time. hour, two hours probably. <laughs> well, this hey, is let's the cool get thing. you is, back. No, for yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Exactly. Awesome. We'll Thanks definitely have you guys man. back for a part two. Before. Yeah. Maybe we can, um, oh, shit, who knows? We've got some shit booked up, but we can definitely squeeze you in and get a recording whenever. Hey, and who knows when it's going to come Maybe out. Maybe we can so. finish
2: telling a story about how uh Troy does his music writing process. Yeah. Definitely like yeah. do.
0: Absolutely. No, no, no. And in, in all serious no, uh, when when um when something else is happening and you guys got some stuff to say, let's let's fucking get you back in
2: here and say it. Definitely. So, you know what I mean. Pink Zeppelin's coming up. We'll talk about dates and stuff. Cool. Um, let's let's rock and roll, with boogie. Yeah, man. I really, really enjoyed this. Definitely, so, dude. It's yeah, been dude. fun
3: for sure. It's been good. I'm definitely gonna look forward to a part two because maybe that gives us a chance to get the other guy in too, so we can sure. have a baby all y'all in. Yeah, have drive and, up uh, from K. We know the base. Uh, Bass keeps the band together, so we sure. all know that one's a fact. Yeah, because yeah, we, we need a, what
2: we need is another somebody else in here talking about something. Yeah, <laughs> right.
3: We need somebody sharing the mic and, yeah. and uh, sharing breath.
0: So, so before we go, uh, real quick, Troy, tell you guys, tell everybody where we can find you guys. Oh man, pretty Or, much, or do I have to ask Johnny? No.
2: Um, <laughs> plug it in, Troy. <laughs> Probably
1: the thing we use the most is Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we so post was, on there all the time. What is um, it?
2: At FM Rodeo? FM Rodeo, Texas. Yeah, FM Rodeo, Texas. Because okay. there's an FM right. Rodeo in Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin? So this, hey, but we're Wisconsin. friends with each other. <laughs> is, is this
1: <laughs> Texas good. spelled yeah.
2: out or TX? Uh, t- yeah, so, out. So, so like, Texas. tell everyone well, where they could find you. FMRodeo Instagram.com forward slash uh, FMRodeoTexas T-E-X You spelled out. Yeah, okay. Uh, our website is FMRodeoTX.com Oh, so you have a website. We do. So, oh, I- Yeah. Okay. And, uh, well, that's
0: more important than Instagram, but I don't think get it gets updated as
2: much. It's uh, everything there, should it be going be through the dot com. It. Now
0: guys. he'll have an incentive
2: I know. to By the time everything should yeah, be indeed. going through the dot com. Well, you mm, can find us on Spotify. Just type in uh, FM Rodeo.
0: I'll tag all this in the description, but I want you to say it too. Yeah,
2: uh, we're on YouTube <laughs> Music. We have a YouTube channel. Do you a YouTube Just channel, yes. FM yes, Rodeo on the
1: YouTube.
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, and then, uh, shit. Where else can we find you? Could. Uh, Find Troy in the streets Facebook. of. Facebook. Troy, Troy, you can find Troy in the streets of Fredericksburg. There you go. There's not yeah. many, so you're probably I'll not be, hard I'll be hanging a dare die well. There you a go. That's bar. that. That's that I bar you were so. talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, anything you guys
0: want to add before we go?
2: Yeah, we uh we're releasing a single every two months just to kind of keep uh keep the momentum going. Uh, if you guys are in the Kerrville area, uh, check out the Rev FM. We're doing a, a we're guest featured every two months on the morning show with Cody. Nice. Um. You know Let's see Bobby Sharon He's another podcaster In Georgetown That does music stuff Cool, cool. Um, We're going to actually Be featured on his podcast Next Thursday uh, Which will be out uh-huh. By the time this airs but also just a great networker, a great network. I'll, I'll uh, introduce you guys as soon as I get a chance. Nice. To, to you know, branch that'll out. That'll give
3: the listeners who are listening to this right now something to go back and listen Absolutely. to as well. And
2: if great. you guys like podcasts and shit, you know, check out the Bobby Sharon podcast. Uh, check out the Rogan podcast, Bill Burr podcast, and, <laughs> Just kidding. Plug it all in. Hell Put yeah, them all. I don't give a fuck. Sounds good, guys. Well, cool, man. Well, appreciate a, y'all
0: coming out. Thanks. Taking Gavin. the time. Yeah, Thank you for Wade. stopping by.
3: Absolutely.
2: Um, Pleasure's ours.
0: Definitely. Let's do this again, man. All all right. Absolutely.
2: We'll see you cool. at part two. Definitely. Kevin, well, you got anything else? No, that's it. All right, man. Let's Have a good out show here. tonight. Oh, do man. Thank you.
3: Out.